Coffee Chats with Shauna. I am Shauna Anthony, and I welcome you to my Sunday night broadcast, Coffee Chats with Shauna. Here I am with my own mug here today, and it's not coffee tonight, but it is apple cider. It's still a bit of a cold evening here on the west coast of BC, and I'm just going to take a quick sip because it's so soothing and warm to the throat. So glad that you could join us. So what we're about, Coffee Chats with Shauna, is we are here to empower women and encourage them with solutions of all the things that we women go through in our life. And we are looking at the obstacles that we face. We are looking at, I'm just going to quickly refer to my notes We are looking at how we identify the obstacles, and then we are looking towards the solutions of what we can do with those challenges that we face. So uh, also, we have an activation point, which is an opportunity for you to make a decision, and then we take action. What are we going to do to implement the solutions that we are providing for you in each broadcast. So this particular broadcast, I'm excited to introduce to you an amazing lady. Her name is Christine Hayden, and we are going to be talking about menopause. So uh, it is finding hope through perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. Boy, I'm struggling tonight. I'm just going to have another little sip here. Thank you so much. So I know that you're going to glean so much from Christine because she has a wealth of knowledge and she's got an incredible story of how she has persevered through this transition that every woman on the planet must face at some time during their lives. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Christine that she has shared with us. So Christine If you want to take a look, she's got her own website. It's called thelittlestkitty.com. We got to stay tuned to find out how she got that particular name. It's really cute. And she is an author. She is an illustrator. She is a health and wellness business owner, a mama who made it through menopause. And she's going to help us do that too. She's an advocate for clean conscious living and learning how to be a guardian of the planet. Her superpower, she says, I am woman. Hear me roar. Yes, she is a grandparent to a tuxedo kitty and a goofy German shepherd. So what more can you ask for? And she says here, the more you let go, the higher you rise. And I totally advocate that over the last couple of years, My whole meaning of life has been that I need to let go. And in my situation, let go and let God do what he's going to do in your life. So without further ado, I want to bring Christine to the show. Christine, thank you so much for joining us. There she is. What's in your mind? Oh, my gosh. What have you got? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, that introduction, I'm 
my head swells and I may not be able to fit through the door when you're done here. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. And I, I'm really happy to be here. I'm not far from Shauna. I'm about an hour's drive um, east of where she lives. I was there for 25 years. So it is a cold and chilly night here in Chilliwack, British Columbia. And I'm happy to be here with, with wait, with my mug. Your mug yeah. is? It says, I was the boss until I got a cat. I have so many friends who are cat owners, and I, that is the truth. And I have a dear friend who owns a tuxedo cat named Mr. Wellington. He's the boss. He's the boss. Well, tuxedo they're all the bosses. Cats, tuxedo cat. cats, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Four tuxedo. paws and fur. Sorry, that what is them, that? Four paws and fur. That makes them the boss. That makes them the boss, for yeah. sure. And tuxedo yeah. cats, they are... A very distinct breed in in that whole cat, right? They, are. they really they are. are. They just seem to have real personalities about them. Real personality. Mm -hmm. Mr. Wellington has a personality, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. I, I'm really excited, Christine. You and I met very briefly, um, I would say a couple of years ago. You were walking with a friend that we both know, Rebecca, and That's we great. met at the mink chocolate fondue. So I think you guys had just come off a walk. You probably yep. needed a treat to refresh yep. yourselves. But I, I I just liked you right away. I just thought, wow. And then I've been following you on Instagram. And I thought you're exactly the kind of person that we need to learn from because you've experienced so much in this area of your life. So let's, first of all, let's just jump into some of the pain points and obstacles that we women face as we enter perimenopause and menopause. So why don't you just go ahead there and just dive right in for us? Okay. Okay. So very, very quickly, I'm just going to say, first of all, I am not a doctor. I'm not uh, somebody who has any kind of medical training or letters behind my name. I am a woman of 60 years of age who has been through the journey. I've been through the perimenopause. I've been through menopause. I've been through postmenopause. And so I am just speaking from the place of the experiences I've had with it. And through learning from other women and through professionals of what it is that I went through and learning how I could figure it all out. So I started perimenopause when I was about 38. I had a very, very difficult um, almost decade of 40s. And uh, within a couple of months, uh, 11 months, I had uh, a surgery where I couldn't actually literally walk on my one foot for four months after. And then 11 months after that, I had uh, I had a full hysterectomy. So my body had gone through an awful lot that wasn't good for many, many years. And then once I had the, the, the hysterectomy, of course, I went into full menopause. Right. And then I had to navigate how to get through that because it's literally overnight when you have surgical hysterectomies, right? Very true. So many women have to go through that for some yeah. reason. Or so it's not a, yeah, sorry. So it's not a, it's not a process. It's like, boom, here you go. Boom, here you go. So how difficult was that for you to all of a sudden just be thrust into that menopause? Were there a lot of resources as information for you when you went through it? You know, 
It was 13 years ago, uh, wow. 12, 13 years ago. So there were resources, but um, surprisingly enough, the doctor who did the surgery uh, did not prescribe hormones. And the first two weeks after the surgery, I was, uh, I was like, I didn't even know myself. I couldn't wow. think right, sleep right, feel right. Like everything that could happen was happening with wow. menopause. So I called my own doctor because I couldn't get in to see the doctor who had done my surgery. And she said, what do you mean? They didn't put you on hormones. They took your ovaries and everything you, you need like right so she prescribed me and she said you know hormones are the only thing that are going to get you on track now there's yeah. been huge controversy about women taking yes hormones synthetic yes. hormones yeah. um doing the whole menopause thing naturally that is a very huge discussion that you need to have with your medical professional so I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do in that regard. I'm just saying for right. me, that is what righted me as far as the immediate difficulties with hot flashes and no sleeping and mood swings and uh, all the things that go along with surgical menopause. So and, that, yeah, and not just to that point. And not just the surgical menopause, obviously, but mm -hmm. I mean, I've just started that transition myself and what mm -hmm. I've learned because I've done a lot of research and unfortunately the medical profession is not very adept I've in my experience at yeah. being supportive yeah. for women that are going through menopause they just yeah. say ah it's just it is what it is yeah if you're saying I I have a little bit of some hair loss which I've experienced and still having some of those night sweats and those man those hot flashes holy and oh my gosh right <laughs> yeah, it's know. just when I saw other women going through this years ago I went wow but yeah you know it's a scary time too because like you said you go to your doctor and you hope that they're going to give you everything you need, but they they just don't. They're not trained for long periods of time in it. We'll we'll half of, well half of the population men women men don't go through it. Although they don't do go through a little bit of something, but that's a whole other discussion, right? That right. we will never ever agree on. <laughs> there's but, there's such a divergence. Yes. Again, when you say going to your doctor, because yeah. some some women have a great experience and they have a very yeah. supportive medical practitioner, a GP. Yeah. But in my sake, it was really having to advocate for myself. Don't you find that that is what women need to do? Yeah, absolutely, Shauna. You know, I mean, previous to when I was in perimenopause and having real problems with periods and what have you, and I remember going to a doctor that wasn't my doctor. Um, they were uh, locum. And I. it was just severe bleeding, heavy, all of that stuff. And they said, well, we can give you some antidepressants. Oh, of course. And, and I immediately said, well, that's not going to help the physical part of what's happening to me. And they said, yeah, but you'll feel better. And you'll be able to control your, your emotions more. And I just said no. So that's when I kind of started the journey as to how am I going to get through this to the point where there was actually, uh, I had something 
called andiomyosis and that mm. there's no cure for it. It's like endometriosis, but, but different as far mm. as the fibroids that they can't actually ablate or remove without taking your uterus out. And so that's why I ended up with a hysterectomy and okay. right. And I had very unhealthy ovaries. And so they took them out mm. as well. So that's kind of what led me. But during that time up to that, I, you know, I, I did the supplements and I, um, I tried to find natural ways to yeah. help me get through the worst of what was happening to me after the surgery, after, yeah. and, and I'm in full menopause. So now here, yeah. right. And I go through uh, a, a time of just the adjustment with your body and, and what happens with your body is so for me was so radical Yes. Um, and, and I, and I got to a point where I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't mm. exercising. I wasn't watching my diet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, um, doing any kind of spiritual, emotional, mental help. And I was just going down that little black hole. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm standing in the mirror after a shower and there's this cloud on, you know, how you mirror. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I looked in there and I didn't even, I didn't even, I, I was like, who are you? I couldn't even see yeah. myself. And that's the part where women have talked to me over and over again about how invisible they felt like they're becoming. And I felt like I was disappearing, like I was becoming invisible and irrelevant. I I, I can relate to that in, in a lot of ways. I think I experienced that a lot going through perimenopause. I right. think my perimenopause, and I'm, I'm looking at the years between, <clears throat> I would say, 2017 to 2021, right. even. And yeah. having those, those things, it is the midlife crisis. Oh, absolutely. It is. You're, you, it, is. It, it is. It's who am I? And there's so many other transitions that we go through. Yeah. Some yeah. of us go through divorces. Some of us are um, empty nesters. Empty nesters. Yes. Thank you very much. It's now what is my role and what is my purpose? Absolutely. And, and I went through that too, Shauna, right? a lot. And I ended up leaving a, a job that I'd had, a very high-stress yeah. job, sat in a desk, on a computer, on a phone, 10 hours a day, just putting yes. out fires. And that didn't help with where I was, right, as far as my whole physical, mental, emotional self. And when I left there, it was mm-hmm. like, this is great. This is the time for me to, you know, write my books. I've always wanted to. I've so I traded that desk in for another desk that I sat at and learned how to become an author illustrator on my own and put up my own technical fires and a huge learning curve. But I still wasn't looking after myself. Yes. Right? I had right. changed what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I wasn't changing how to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? Right. And, and that was when I stood in the mirror and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this, I've got to do something. I've got to do something because I'm not okay with this. 
not okay with this. Yeah, I, I yeah. find that I'm like that. I did. I have so many similarities to you in the fact where I, I left a long-term government position, had to take a year off because I had so much stress. I really was not in a good place last year of 2021 and just went on a real journey of trying to find out what next, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And so interesting that I also want to be a published author. So the fact that you went ahead and did this and (laughs) you have written children's books, and I I just want to remind people, and I'll say it again, if people go onto your website, again, thelittlestkitty.com, there are books that Christine has written for kids and it's still the Christmas season. So I'm going to say a big woohoo plug for you. Go oh, in yeah, there, thank you. go on to her website. <laughs> and if you're a grandma, mom, uh, auntie, get some, l- look on that and see and, and get a book for yeah. one of your, one of the little kids in your lives because the, the books thank just you. look amazing. So that's that. I just, I'm just thrilled. I just, you're so inspiring to me because the fact that you went out and did it and you, t- oh, here we go. So we're seeing some right now. Yeah. Rolling yeah. Through you. Everybody has a chair. Everybody yeah. So there's a series of four books everybody and has. And then a couple it. of other books that I've done. Everybody has a hat. There we are. The littlest kitty with the biggest heart. <laughs> I should actually get that for my friend who has Mr. Wellington. Nice. <laughs> I have a fun story to tell you really quick about my books. I sell them at the Chilliwack at the Bookman, which is a great local store. And I went in there the other day with my mom for her 87th birthday. And um, I was talking to one of the girls that works there and asking her, because I have an account there. And this lady heard me talking. She's like, oh, which books are yours? Her and her daughter. So I showed her. And we started chatting and she bought a book right there and I signed it for her. And it it was really fun. We had a really good time. That is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. That is so encouraging. And I think you're going to sell more books. You're just going to sell more books. That's That's the plan. (laughs) So awesome, Christine. So the thing that you went through, again, we're just going to recap. You had a tough transition. It was automatic because you had to have the surgery yeah you took that transition and you kept moving forward and I think that's so important you kept moving forward and said what am I going to do now for the rest of my life you took a change in a career you became a self-published author and illustrator and then you said I started to take a look at my house right and that's the thing so why don't we go right into there what are the things that you did to help yourself with your health. Right. So, you know, it's funny how the universe, they it heals you. I believe in that. That's something, a part of what I believe in. And when I was standing in that mirror saying, I, I need to find something. I need to find a program or uh, someone or something that's going to help me get started on this. And a couple of days later, I was introduced to a company called Urban. Uh-huh. And I don't know, a lot of people may or may not have heard of it. But anyway, they had a 30 days to healthy living program. 30 days. I figure I can handle 30 days. I mean, I'm not going to make a year commitment to anything, but 30 days, I think I could probably, probably do. And so I, uh, I joined into their 30 days to healthy living program because what it did was it talked about taking all the 
the bad or possibly uh, a highly allergenic or foods out of my system, clean out the organs that are going, what is all this stuff in here? And get it all sorted out and then slowly introduce it back so that I actually know, so that my body can actually tell me what is going on. And I thought, okay, this this makes sense to me. And, uh, you know, I didn't know a lot about clean sustainability, about clean living, about the green movement. I, I really hadn't uh, educated myself on it. But I thought, I don't want anything that's going to have uh, high toxins in them or things that aren't so I did a lot of research on it and I thought yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this and for sure that after that first 30 days the change I felt in myself was mm-hmm. so much enough that I thought you know what mm-hmm. I can do this I you could do, do this too and so I did and so I signed up as a as a business owner consultant and I'm you know seven years later And for me and what it did for me from the inside out was uh, made a massive difference to my, my physical self, but it also really helped me in that um, I learned how to be a business owner, Mm -hmm. which I wasn't before. I learned how to, uh, to look after myself so that I could look after everything else in my life, being my business, my books, my relationships, my friendships. Um, it, it was just a real journey as far as if I feel better physically, if I'm sleeping better, if I'm not so um, exhausted, if I have some energy, I can do more and be more for myself and everyone else around me, right, in, in my life. And I just really embraced the whole thing because I felt good. And if I could feel good, then surely to the good Lord, it'll help other people feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sound nutrition. Yeah. Good, good food. Yeah. And stuff that's not toxic to your body. Right. And so some people have sensitivities to dairy with sensitivities to gluten. Some people don't. You That's may right. not have to cut out gluten. You may not have to cut out dairy. That's right. You may have to cut it all out. You may have to have supplements that boost your gut health, mm-hmm. like probiotics. You may That's have right. to have. You may have to have skincare that doesn't have phthalates and parabens and sulfates and glycophates and all the fates and eights and itols and all the those things. And, <laughs> and, and they cause aches and pains and. They do. All that stuff for a lot of people. I'm not saying everyone. I am not a scientist. Right. I just know that the science is showing us more and more what is creating a lot of the issues in our bodies. And women in menopause or perimenopause are already going through such huge changes that it the, the best thing they could do is find out what their body is responding well to and what their body cannot handle. 100%. And why why continue to feel awful? There is something that we can do about it. Exactly. We don't have to suffer through this. 
So another thing you were saying other than that is surround yourself with people who've experienced similar situations and learn from them. How does that help? Right. I think the support yeah. um, is huge. huge. And there are a lot of women who are on their own. Who, yes. um, you know, we have circles of friends. Some people may not have circles of friends. That's right. Or they may feel better having um, p- professionals who yes. are trained specifically in menopause or perimenopause or hormones. Yes. Um, also surround yourself in spiritual. And I'm not saying faith, whatever faith you are, that's great. Spirit, you may be agnostic, atheist, Christian, whatever you are, surround yourself with people who are of like mind that um, can support you in that as well. Because, you know, we we all need to be supported here, right? Um, We need a community of people around us. Exactly. Thank you. That's exactly it. And then then, uh, the, the one other thing, too, is personal development. Yes. Right? Right? Do things that uh, are going to lift you up, that are going to teach you how to be a better person in yourself. You know, we all, we don't have a manual. We don't. We get you. <laughs> and it's right. like, well, yeah, sometimes we have, to create, yeah, we right? have to create that manual right. ourselves. Right. So right. I like what you said. Dig deep and get honest with yourself. Yeah. I right. love that. It's painful. It, it is. is. Being honest with yourself can be yeah. very, very painful because sometimes we want to blame the system, point our finger you know, somewhere else, yeah. but we have to make a decision right. and say, what yeah. do I need to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, um, you know, oh, it's my genetics. I can't help it. That's the way it is. There's nothing. That's right. Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, dig deep. Because you know what? Genetics plays a part, absolutely. But yeah. it's not everything. That's right. Um, it's, oh, I was brought up like that. I, I can't help how I feel. Yes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I you hate to can. tell you. We all can. Yeah, you can. Yes. Yeah. So and digging you know, deep, being honest. It's yeah. painful, but it's cathartic, and it's freeing, and it's healing. Exactly. So great. Yeah. I love you. Say, treat yourself with respect and love. As women, we're... For the most part, we're taking care of everybody else, and we always put ourselves last place, right? Absolutely. So, and, and one other thing, Shauna, yeah. is if you have a partner, mm-hmm. talk to them about it. Tell them what you're actually going through, because a lot of the times they just don't get it. They don't understand because they're not going through it. That's and, right. And you are just probably a different person to them for a little while. Yes. And so if they, the more they uh, are uh, understanding or hopefully they're understanding, it'll be easier for them too, because they go through it too. That's such a good point. Yeah. That is such a good point. They do go through it too. I often say to my husband, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you became such a good guy, but thank Uh, God. (laughs) Because a lot of men wouldn't have put up with me. (laughs) Yeah, I say that to my husband, too. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at him more and more and saying, wow, I'm sorry, because <laughs> no, 
I'm sorry. I was so I'm grumpy. Or flew off the handle there at you, yeah. you poor guy. I mean, you're yeah. just trying to do the best that you can as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. But we all we and there, there again, that's that's another kind of support, right, from your partner, right? So totally, totally yeah. true. Okay, so we've got some great points there, Christine. Some great solutions, some tips, some insights. What are uh, resources that very quickly just name one or two resources? Um, resources as far as I think there's some really great people out there that specialize in um, perimenopause and menopause. Um, there's a wonderful lady named Teresa uh, Diaz. She's a menopause specialist. She's in Toronto. You can find her on Facebook. Um, books. Uh, uh, there's a lot of good reading out there. There And not not just about menopause, but about spiritual books, right? right? Uh, Right. Personal personal care, self-care. And also maybe um, pick out something that you've always really loved and are interested in and Mm -hmm. add that into your daily routine along with maybe journaling or... um, Oh, I love that, yes. Right? Because... Uh, we, we put a lot aside while we're growing and having families and children and relationships. And, and we're at an age now where maybe we have a little bit of time to actually learn about something that we've always wanted to learn about, like I did with my books and, and that sort of thing. And like I did with my, my business, because what I've learned about the earth, sustainability, how it all works from our uh, the dirt that our food is grown in, the animals right. that we eat, the the uh, the the ingredients that are in our, our, our self care products—I knew none of that. And I, over time, I've educated myself and I've filled up my time learning things because then it it keeps me from dwelling on things that weren't so good as I was going through the change, right? So and great. I, yeah. Something that's positive, something yeah. that is proactive, yeah. something where you feel, you know what, I do have a little bit of control here. And laugh and have fun, you know. Right? I we were talking about uh we were talking about the Ally McBeal Waddle. So right? I know, right? So I had uh BCC cancer on my nose and I had to have it removed by a plastic surgeon. Now I got a big ass scar in the middle of my nose, but whatever, you know, vanity. Um, I always, so now I'm, I'm going away from the scar and down to the waddle. So I asked him about the waddle and he said, there's different physiologies. You can have a 90 degree neck or you can have the slope neck. And he said, genetically you have the slope neck. And I said, okay, well, but you know, what about this? And he said, well, yeah, he says, not everybody has that. He says, you don't have any anything on your forehead and you don't have the, the 11s. And he said, you know, these are my lifelines. They're not here. They're here. And he said, and, and then, you know, you have the marionette lines. And he said, so that would be the triple threat. And I'm like, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was first in line and I had to hold the door. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, but, you know, you got to laugh about it, right? Like, I mean, this is yeah. this is aging. Yeah, this is where uh, our hairs graze, and we get wrinkles, and our bellies bulging, and our waddles waddle, and 
And society is so youth oriented and and scared of aging. Right. They see all of this, but they don't see this or this. They don't see what we've lived and experienced and what we can teach them and how relevant we still are. And and that's just been a, a thing for me from day one. So. I I wholeheartedly embrace everything you've just said right there. So let's get to our activation. So to our ladies that are watching and and that will be listening when it becomes a podcast very soon, starting in December. So I'm looking at my mug. (laughs) Yes. My mug, I thought a tiny change today brings a dramatically different tomorrow. There is... If there's just one thing that you can do today, ladies, one small thing that you're not going to be overwhelmed, say to yourself, and Christine, you you said this when, when we talked about this. You said self-care is not selfish. It can save your life. That's exactly right. It can save your life. And you're important, ladies. Your life is important. So... Make a little decision today. Say there's something that I can do. Maybe pick up a book. Go to a resource. Take a look at how you're eating. If you're sedentary, go for a walk. Have a stretch. But do something and then make it consistent every day and start to build on it and decide that you are important. Absolutely. What, we, what else would you say there, Christine? I I don't think I can add anything to that, Shauna. I think that... We spend our lives as women. Um, It is our nature to nurture. And we nurture everyone before we nurture ourselves. And I think it's unfortunate that we have to get this far into our life. Yes. Before we've learned that. But times are changing. And there's so much more out there for young women to learn while they're young. So that they can go through being um, being the best they can be through all of their decades, no matter what their journey brings them. And this transition is just that. And it can be something that's positive. You Absolutely. and I both made life changes in our careers. There's so many things that you can do that this transition is a positive thing. You can find yourself, you can go back and rediscover yourself. Sometimes we get lost in the roles that we play and sometimes having that emptiness syndrome or, Mm. or changing that career is a rediscovery of yourself. So Christine, I just want to thank you so much for being here. It's just been an absolute pleasure. I want to remind our guests, go to thelittlestkitty.com. It's all one word, thelittlestkitty.com. Take a look at Christine's website. Go and see those cute little children's books that you saw previously. It's Christmas time. Buy buy a book. Thank you, Shauna. And one last thing. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. If, if you really, you know, want to take all that waddle and stuff away, just lie down with a mirror above your head. Oh, my God. Gravity <laughs> ain't kind. But mirrors on the ceiling, not so bad. <laughs> Great tip. Great tip. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shana. It's been a pleasure to be here. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, a happy holidays to everybody.
and happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank, Thank you. you so mm -hmm. much. So yes, the littlestkitty.com and also we've got, and I always forget to mention at the beginning of the episode is that we've created a special gift for you. If you go onto shaunaanthony.com onto my website, there is a gift. So shaunaanthony.com forward slash gift. And we have a beautiful journal called She's Anchored in Hope. It's 30 days and you can goal set. You can write your thoughts. There's so many things. And it's one of the things that Christine and I both were talking about is just getting out of your head, putting it into writing, uh, do a little bit of goal setting, do a little bit of dreaming, make it a positive experience for yourself. So that is a special gift for you to go into my website. And, and here is a story about a boy. I work for an organization called Compassion Canada, and we give have projects and we give relief to children all over the world to release them from poverty. And this is the true story of a boy that we've changed his name. So the story goes like this. Bang, bang, bang. There's pounding on the door. And Lucas hesitates to open it, and anxiety coils in his stomach. Since Lucas and his four younger siblings were abandoned by their father, he's been afraid to open the door. Their mother found work to provide for them, but it's far away, and she rarely returns home. Barely a teenager, Lucas must now look after his younger siblings. This is a common situation for many children living in poverty in Bolivia. The visitors keep banging. It's Lucas's new friends, other teenagers in a similar situation who've resorted to destructive and violent behavior. Lucas has been feeling uncomfortable with these friends and the responsibility of assuming the role of an adult for his family is a real burden to him. But Lucas attends a compassion center at his local church. His tutor, Evelyn, noticed when he began acting differently. She asked him what was happening, and he shared the truth of what was going on in his life. She immediately connected with his mother to help reunite and protect the family. We pay attention to the changes we see in children, says Evelyn. We offer them a safe place with people they can trust and count on when they need it. It's a relief to see how children tell us about the things they go through in their homes, at the center and at the church, they find a place where they feel protected and loved. Lucas is no longer afraid of the banging on the door. He's come to experience true peace at his local church because they showed him that God is with him, Emmanuel, and that he is known, that he is loved, and he is protected. Relationship is an integral port or portion and part of our peace. So take a moment of solitude to consider how you can bring peace to someone else by being present for them today. And Christine, I think, thank you so much that even your offering of your knowledge and your experience can bring peace to so many women who are struggling, who are feeling invisible, who are feeling alone. And we want you to say there's hope. And that's the whole purpose of why we do these broadcasts and these podcasts, because we want to bring hope and empower and encouragement to women. And you are doing that with your life and everything that you've gleaned through. So again, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. 
having you here with us, and I wish you all the best for Christmas and New Year. God bless to you. Thank you so much, Sean, and same to you, all of yours. All right. Thank you so much, everybody.